0: He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. Welcome back to Hack City. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson, two former college football players from the University of Rhode Island. And today we are going to be previewing, bleh, we are going to be previewing the next round. We're just going to roll over that mm-hmm. speed bump. We're going to bring, bring more attention to the, it. Why don't you? The next round of the FCS Play something up football playoffs we're gonna have some of these games actually that are supposed to be featured on bigger networks and we're gonna be getting to all that and more before we get to that though sean can you tell our listeners where to bet for this round of the fcs playoffs by the way i, I almost bet on they have a line for south dakota state uh versus mercer it is unbelievably big it is minus 31
1: and a half right now on bet online don't touch that it's not do not enough. touch that line it's not big enough why don't you play that bit up, you hack? Uh, regardless, holiday you. betting, I'm going to play this ad up. <laughs> Look, if you're going to be doing some holiday wagering, it's a good way to bond with your uncle. You got an uncle? Bond with him. Talk about sports betting. I bet he knows something about it. Bet online. That's where you should refer him to and say, hey, Unc, I got a discount code for you if you want some money. Why wouldn't he? He's your uncle. He's not doing, he's not doing jack. All right. He can get on another site.
0: Nice save. Uh, head
1: to BetOnline today.
0: I knew what word you were going to say.
1: <laughs> remember to use I, everyone's got the uncle. Uh, and remember to use our promo code believe for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Spell it out for your uncle. B L E A V. 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's which these are the steps you need to make.
0: Thank you for that, Sean. Yeah, of course. So this next round before the corner the quarter finals, we've got a number of Highly contested matchups. There's a couple of these games that I think that are going to be really exciting. A couple of these probably going to be sloppy, going to be a little lopsided. And that, of course, directs us at the first one, the one that I just mentioned. South Dakota State versus Mercer. As I talked about, it's about a 30-point difference right now. I think I saw someone tweeted out another book has it, like minus 21, which feels way too low for me. Mm. This one, this game is not like the drake north dakota state one i'm not going to sit here i'm not going to drag mercer that bad i'm I'm not going to do it i think that there is a world where mercer could play this game competitively because they've got weapons you know we know devron harper we know ty james we know the after the catch capabilities that they bring to the table but i think that we can both agree here after the way that they played against gardner webb I don't know if they really match up in any form or fashion well enough to face off with a team that has an elite offensive line, that has elite offensive weapons, and is experienced as they are. I mean, we saw in person the way that they splattered Northern Iowa. This is a team that is going to use this as a warm-up game after they already had a week off. The only possible way that I think that this game ends up being close is if South Dakota State is still sleeping. From the week prior having a bye week and that they're knocking off a little little bit of rust and they, they hit the bye week a little too hard. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think South Dakota State is going to play this game with absolute ease.
1: Yeah, this is the most lopsided game of the quarter finals.
0: Uh, it should be. You waited a really long time for that. Good job, man. Add away.
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> You're an idiot. Well, hey, man, I didn't say it. Look, it's not Mercer's offense that's gonna be the problem in this I, game. Hold on yeah, a second. Up,
0: I, 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 I wish I, did, I wish I had a co-host that would listen intently and wait. Would listen intently and wait for to, to make a really good, intelligent point and really ruminate on what I'm saying instead of patiently waiting, not clear, clearly not formulating any good thoughts, just to make a, a word pun
1: on a miss pronunciation that i had but go ahead Joe, what did i do first of all technically that was a well executed bit i waited my turn lulled the audience came back with the big zinger and it got under your skin that's I'm a well executed bit think. and i had a good line a decent line for it all right there's not many other ways i could say corner. all right i wouldn't put any pointers yeah, like, yeah. on this game that's quarter that's how you would pronounce quarter uh money betting regardless now can i get into my real point am i allowed to
0: yes go ahead okay
1: Mercer's defense is going to have the biggest issue South Dakota State's defense is we know very good and then they're they'll figure out a way to handle the Mercer weapons but Mercer's defense has not shown it's not even just Mercer's defense it's South Dakota State's offense is so potent how are you how are you going to look at Mercer's defense and say we're going to get stopped here we got to worry about not punting we got to worry about not converting on third down South Dakota state's offense doesn't worry about that stuff. They were averaging like 40 points a game in the regular season. They're like number two or number one. They are as good on offense as they are on defense. And it's such a well-balanced team. Mercer has to play a perfect game to be in the game. And that's not ripping them. That's just the truth. They have to play perfect to be in it. After that, Mm. let's count on some luck. That's just, that's how the situation is going to break down uh, until we get into the Sempati finals. Uh, next week.
0: I also think back (laughs) to last year. I'm just going to move past (laughs) that. I I think back to last year when I believe the first game for South Dakota state was, was Delaware and Delaware is a much last year was much more well-rounded team and experienced team. And we saw how lopsided that was. So this is just going to be a really, really tough spot for Mercer. I mean, the chaos would be fun. I just think this is just a, just a very unbeatable situation for them. Congrats to getting to the playoffs for the first time, though. And you know We're not, we're not going to knock them for that. Congrats and, and to I'm the win in the playoffs. To. Yeah, yeah. don't want to completely poo-poo them. I think that they've done amazing things. It's just you got the worst draw of any of these teams on who you have to face in the second round. Next game, this one I think is going to be really highly contested because we've got two teams that have uh, very talented offenses that put up some really big points. We saw what Youngstown State – I'm talking about Youngstown State versus Villanova. We saw what they did against Duquesne. They blew past them. Now they get to play another team in Pennsylvania. This Villanova team has one of the best receivers in the country with Raywan Pringle, who put up uh, a number of really big games. They also have two strong defensive players, Brandon Hall and Jake Reichwine, who statistically have been two of the better defenders in the CAA. We, though, know the offensive prowess that Youngstown State brings to the table with Mitch Davidson, Tyshawn King, and Bryce Oliver. They all had massive, massive games last week. And if they win this football game, it's going to be on the hands of them because they're able to put up a ton of points. I think that there's a potential that this game could be shootout if if things go according to plan and both teams are in a rhythm offensively.
1: Yeah, Villanova played a playoff game before their bye. They played Delaware and they beat them 35-7. to I'll give Delaware another 14 points if they were in a matchup and and just call it, They average out at about 28-21 if they were to play again. Regardless, Villanova offense was moving the ball against a team that I'm going to have to compare because they are also in the playoffs. Uh, Jalen Jackson went off. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. The receivers are dynamic. Even if Pringles getting covered like he was in the Delaware game, Jerron Hyatt came in for 121 yards and two touchdowns on six catches versus Delaware. Now, I'm not saying Delaware has the cream of the crop defense. We saw they just give up 33 points to Lafayette, who's not a terrible offense, but it's not CAA offense. It's a good, it's a good offense. I, it's a good offense. I, I I agree, I agree. 33 points, okay. too many points to be giving up in the first round of the of the FCFs playoffs. If you want to go deep, it just is. Villanova's offense, you have to assume is going to be clicking, but I liked your acknowledgement of South Dakota State having the bye week. Getting a little bit sleepy. Delaware has one more recently than Villanova, and I know Wait. it's not. Yes, I got tripped up thinking about the Delaware game. Yeah, you're. I know me you're here. ready to get down on me on that one, but it's all right. Youngstown okay. State has one more recently, so they might have the momentum getting that game battle. But you also have another full sixty minutes worth of football that you've had to play. Villanova mm-hmm. hasn't. They should be fresher. They should be more ready to go. That's just. That's how it is. You can't sleepwalk into it, though, and I don't think you can because Youngstown State's offense is packs enough to need the game plan heavy for them.
0: Yeah, I agree with where you're coming at here, and this one's really hard for me to pick. I lean Villanova simply because of the way that they finish the season. I think that they have a ton of momentum, and it it deserves to be recognized The way that they finished against Delaware, which you brought up, and I I think that they do have that capability to really explode on a team. The question is, though, is there a, a toughness gap, if you will, between Missouri Valley football team, football conference team versus a CAA team? I don't think that there is. But the argument that we love to be told by these FCS fans is that those Midwestern teams, those Missouri Valley football conference teams are just more physical. They're they're more they're more of a tough challenge, physical challenge than playing in the CAA, which I tend to disagree with, and which is why I lean Villanova because I think that their offense is just as good
1: as Youngstown's and can go shot for shot with them. I think there are more physical freaks in the CAA. I think that the Midwestern teams might play a little bit tougher. I'm not. I'm not worried to say that. I don't think it's a hot take, uh, but I don't think that with those two factors, they're playing. They're playing very different football because you have to be tough as hell against the physical freaks and you have to be tough as hell against the toughest hell teams. So either way, they're both battle-hardened. You made it this far. Villanova's offense has just been so strong. I don't see them laying an egg in this game. I really don't see them laying an egg. I'm not saying they blow them out, but I think they are in a good stride. So I, I think I have to lean Delaware also. Villanova also. God, too many CAA teams in the playoff. Give more to the Pioneer. It's not. This not. The, no, absolutely, do
0: not give more to the pioneer. By the way, did you see Robert Morris went crawling back to the, um, went crawling back to the, to the NEC, and now the Big South has two teams in it, which is the funniest thing that I have ever seen. It is so goddamn funny that that that, that conference has two teams. They need to just dissolve.
1: I, I don't know why that that conference is still trying to stay alive. Robert Morris got smoked like a Philip Morris, eh, Joe? Uh, uh, okay, month,
0: let's I move on call. to South Dakota versus Sac Christ. State. Shut it's up, uh, Sac State the is point. the terrible punt. I, 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 I agree; point. it was awful.
1: It was a bad shot to take.
0: Sac State exploded offensively last week. Caden Bennett, Marcus Fulcher were phenomenal. And I beg the question here, heading into the South Dakota game, where this is another one of those another one of those games where I don't totally know which direction I really truly lean because if that version of Sac State shows up and they show that offensive prowess, they can win this football game. But I am skeptical because I'm skeptical. Why did I say it like that? Mm. I have skepticism for Sac State playing against a really, really good defense in South Dakota. I also am wary of the fact the amount of points that they gave up to a pretty lackluster North Dakota defense last week. I think that Aiden Bowman... And I think that Carter Bell could get into a rhythm and they could go shot for shot for them if Sac State does offensively have a productive, uh, a productive day. And at the end of the day, if both teams are moving offensively, if I trust one defense more than the other,
1: it absolutely is South Dakota's. Man, South Dakota has played the exact same all year and Sacramento State has not. This is... Terribly complicated matchup because the potential for Sacks State is through the roof. South Dakota, we know what their potential is. It's beat everybody and then get challenged really hard by South Dakota State. It's not a bad, it's not a bad method. It's not a bad route to be on either. That's great momentum for the school. You know what your team is, play hard ass defense, score the points you need to score to win, and then keep on chugging. Sack State okay, we scored a lot this game. The defense was bad. Okay, the defense is good. Our offense couldn't get going. Oh, my God, everything went going, and we won by 30. What would you rather be a fan of? What would you take stock in? Both these teams are so different with just their structure and approach to football this season that this, it, it, it could either be a complete snoozer or the best game of the weekend. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm, I'm very excited to see Sac- what, what Sacramento State does. What do we see out of you? What do we see craziness or do we see like good chaos effectiveness in the passing game or, or or just getting stunted at the line of scrimmage running the ball? There's too many. I think right
0: now, I think right now though, I lean South Dakota because that defense that is led by Brock Mogensen and Nick Gase. I mean, they're just a physical, physical tough team. And I, I think that at the end of the day, physicality outplays offensive gimmicks. And yeah. that's why I'm, I'm hitting, hitting South Dakota on this one. I think um, I think
1: I lean South Dakota, South Dakota also. I know what I'm getting with them. And they play hard as hell. Yeah, I have to.
0: Montana State versus North Dakota State presents us with a battle of two blue bloods that stumbled a little bit at the end of the season or parts of this season. I think that at face value, this game... Looks like an even matchup, but I, I'm willing to come to the table here, and I think that Montana State has an edge. We know that North Dakota State is built along their defensive line. I, again, I said this before, I'm throwing out the the Drake game. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and use that as a as a rallying point for North Dakota State. Yes, that's great. That's a warm-up game. You got a preseason game as a way to prepare for your next matchup. Some people were trying to, and I saw on, on Twitter, that my North Dakota State fans were trying to position that as look what we just did. We're ready for the playoffs. Sure. That's a sign of prowess, but is it, is it really an accomplishment to put up that many points on a team that didn't really belong being there at the end of the day? We have to see more running back involvement. I feel like a lot of their offense hinges on what Cam Miller, Cole Payton do. It's not the same type of team where we saw fullbacks and running backs getting involved constantly. Tamarick Williams, uh, Hunter Lupke when he was still there, there were so many different options that were getting the football. And I feel like that's they've kind of strayed away from that. I'd love to see what they do. And at the same time for Montana State, they can't have the same level of passing meltdown that they had against Montana. We saw Sean Chambers and Malat both completely just not be able to complete any passes turn the ball over. It was over. a complete mess. Brody Grebe, though, on the defensive line, a guy that I have my eye on for Montana State that we know this whole season has been incredibly productive and could have himself a good game against this uh, North Dakota State offensive line.
1: Montana State reminds me of, what these two quarterbacks, they remind me a bit of the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. You need to strike while the window's there. You have the guys. Because we see, right now, if I'm pacing and I'm tracking, uh, last year was great, You know, like last year's bills was great or two years ago this year. Okay. We're still good. We're still good. A couple questionable losses next year. What happens next year? We're looking at this year for the bills where they're six and five or five and five and we have the talent. We have the coach. We have everything we need. We have our play style, but it's not working. And and, and, and I know it's different with college because you have guys constantly coming in and out. But for this class, this is your window for Montana State. This is when it all needs to start clicking and you need to get it clicking fast. You need to win with style over North Dakota State. You cannot play around with them because they are a a team that can both expose you and they're weaker than they have been. So you have no business messing around with them this year. They have no business doing it. Get past this game if you want to move on. North Dakota State, nothing to lose. Playing with nothing to lose. What's more dangerous, Joe? Nothing to lose or everything to gain. Good point. That's a good point. So they're going to go
0: out. People are already doubting them. That's a really good point. I, I like that. I like that point that you're adding. In so there. they're
1: going to go out, play, play, just play football. Expectations already dropped this year. Lowest expectations for North Dakota State in the last decade. They're going to be playing loose. Montana State either needs to match the loose or tighten the hell up. Because this could get sloppy. And it could get like, where did the season go for Bobcat fans? Hmm. It definitely could. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They did not play well enough versus Montana for me to have a, pe- a optimistic approach for the playoffs. They did not. Yeah. So yeah. for the Montana uh, fans uh, that think I'm a Bobcat Glazer, I, I'm not. You are a little bit of a, a Bobcat Glazer. No,
0: I, 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 I think that you bring up a, a, a nice point that Mon- Montana State right now has kind of trended a little bit backwards, which is the wrong time to not be hot. And as you're saying, North Dakota State – Back against the wall, nothing to lose. They finished the season really strong with that final game yeah. of the season. So I lean Montana State, but I think that North Dakota State is in a position to really prove to themselves that they're they don't like being doubted. They don't, you know, they don't want to be doubted the way that they are. Albany versus Richmond. Oh shit, sure. don't ask where I
1: lean. From. Where do you lean? You have the opportunity to say you lean. No, where no, no, lean? no. Because hey, why wouldn't we need to put a nice little cap on it?
0: Where do you lean? I think I'm I, sorry I, I don't I want to lean. North Dakota team. State. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. That. Albany versus Richmond is uh probably my favorite matchup. Um not my favorite matchup, but one of my favorite matchups of the of this weekend slate of games because they didn't even play each other this year. Th- this isn't a situation where we can go, Yeah. "Oh, this Richmond is a We would have had
1: a quality competition uh game if they had played each other. I actually
0: would argue that Richmond probably wouldn't be in the playoffs if these two teams no. had played one another. Because they, they would have lost this game. I'm going to be completely blunt. Yeah. They would have lost this game had they had the opportunity to face off with one another. Albany's offense has been really propped up because of Reese, Pofenberger. Berger. God, his name is just a mouthful to say. Reese, Man, I love those Pofen big ships that, that
1: go out in the ocean. What are they called? Shut
0: the F up. He had... A great year, but where I draw my attention is to the front seven guys that are in double digit. They have three guys that are double digit tackle for loss producers. I'm talking about Anton, uh, John Cage, AJ Simon, and then linebacker, Ori Jean Charles. Their performance this year has been fantastic. They are impossible to run, run against It's one of those things where you might be slowing down opposing teams run games, but when you're getting massive tackles for losses, it is demoralizing for an offense. I give Richmond credit for the way that they played and finished that game against NC Central last week. But dude, Wickersham might be in for a long day because this is a hungry ass defensive line that is one of the best of the remaining defensive lines in FCS football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Richmond inspired a lot of confidence, putting up a, a damn near 50 bomb last week against a really good team. Uh, that was impressive. I will note how impressive it was. Poffin Barger has been a, uh, very stable CAA quarterback this year. Additionally, on the offensive side, uh, Albany breakout star Griffin Woodell, uh, a, a freshman just making an impact in that backfield. And we, we know we played Albany plenty. They always had these, these running backs you could never tackle thickest legged running back room in the conference. You just couldn't mm-hmm. if if we were playing on sand they beat us 63 nothing. That's just facts of the matter. Uh and they they have an offense that is moving. They got a defense that is really playing well. Richmond I it could be a long day. It could really be a long day for them. And it's hard to count out a team that was so effective last week, but Albany has instilled the confidence throughout the year. So I would lean Albany in this matchup. I I think I do. They've done enough. They're too consistent. Yeah, I think
0: that, as you've painted there, I I can't not go Albany. But this could be a fun game. This could be a fun game because Richmond has played its best football against its best opponents. So that's something to to always uh, pay attention to there. Idaho versus SIU. We get a, another Missouri Valley Football Conference versus Big Sky matchup, which everybody in the FCS loves. I obviously lean with Idaho. Mm. I, I have been in love with their best performances. I think that their worst games they haven't been smoked. They have just they have found ways to lose in stupid fashion and, and not the best fashion. But I really like the prowess offensively that Giovanni McCoy brings and Hayden Hatton brings to the table for the Vandals. SIU played their asses off last week against Nichols. And I talked about how that was a barnyard ass game against a barnyard ass opponent. But SIU dude, I don't know if they, that secondary is really good. Yeah. PJ jewels and company have been fantastic. They're going to have their hands full. Also, do we trust Nick Baker to not have one of his multi turnover games? They got to be on point offensively. Otherwise, Idaho is that team where if you turn the football over, they will flip it on you and they will score quick and they will build
1: up a lead very quickly because they can march the ball down the field pretty fast. Baker can't duel with McCoy. He just it's no. not it's not there. It's not, unfortunately. He has been a good a fine college quarterback. Almost said good. I gotta start being a little more discretionary with my praise. Uh If Southern Illinois does anything, they're going to do it on the ground. If they want to wear somebody down, they need to have the run game going. Uh, And you can't put the entire game in the hands of Nick Baker when the entire game is in the hands of Giovanni McCoy. He's too good. Idaho is too balanced. Hayden Hatton is too too fast. I don't see the way SIU comes out of this game with a win. I don't. They've been two up and down this year. Idaho lost a couple, but you never looked at Idaho afterwards and said, their season's over, or what the hell, Idaho? I said that all year about SIU, all year. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Now they're here. They're battling Idaho. Mm. I don't have faith. I don't have faith. It would take a full win for, for me to have faith in SIU not some fluky uh, hail mary it would take a full win before i say okay siu really got the best of idaho it it, it shouldn't happen i don't think it's gonna happen i think idaho rolls i think they're built for late november early december uh yeah vandals on the hot track and then uh, eventually to the pack two you think that they'll end up in the pack could you imagine how great that! Would that would be. be
0: no, it wouldn't. You, I don't you, need for to some see. Reason you
1: hate the pack two, and I'm the only one that. No, I don't need to see Idaho drop down and then move back up again.
0: I think that that bit would be really stupid. You tested the water one, the waters once, and it didn't really work out. It's fine to stay down. It's okay to the they, Cougs look would get be. dropped, would get beat by thirty in the Kibby Dome, and you know it. You're an idiot. Uh, Furman versus Chattanooga. I think this is one game that I, I actually feel really good about the direction that I see that this game game playing simply for the fact that when these two teams faced off with one another and Furman won the first time, 17 to 14, Tyler Huff got hurt in this game and was unavailable for the majority of it. They still found a way to win. Tyler Huff's supposed to be back. According to our, I believe Sam Herter was the one who I saw had tweeted that out or maybe it was Craig. I'm where this is the one of the worst attributions possible, I am attributing Craig Haley slash Sam oh, Herder yeah. because I can't remember. Here we go. Who was the one who referenced it? Um, regardless, though, Tyler Huff's availability I think is integral to what? Furman's success. Integral, integral. In Furman, I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long goddamn day, man. Furman offensive it's, performance it's requires Tyler Huff <laughs> to be a part of it. And I think that for them to win the first time without him proves that they're going to have an even easier time to win. Chattanooga played a good game against Austin P., but it's not a
1: performance that really inspires a lot of, of confidence for me. Per Sam Herter, and I'll give him a plug at Sam Herter FCS because my co host, you know, uh, regardless, Furman captain Tyler Hoff will start a quarterback this week. You weekend. just wanted to take the
0: attribution away from Craig. I he, uh, no, 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 no. Craig has been. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: he was named <laughs> You're a piece of garbage. The Socon year by coaches and even more importantly, I would say, well, maybe not even more importantly, but just as importantly leading rusher, Dominic Roberto also expected to play. I've been so high oh. on him all year. He is a full season and some running back for the FCS. Going to grind your ass down. Going to make it hurt inside the tackles and you better tackle outside because he's going to bust it. Right, right for 40 if he wants to. Yeah, he's good. He's a big back, physical, perfect complement to the rest of the Furman offense and their uh, dynamic passing attack. So Chattanooga, it's been a great run. I've been fighting for them all year because I thought they were a really good football team and people called me stupid and dumb and big headed. But look where they are now. And they're going to go down to the wire with with Furman and maybe only lose by 10 to 14 and that's what they're going to do, and they're going to do exactly what they thought they were going to do all season. So wipe the uh, smirk off your face. This is what this team is built for.
0: No one talks about it, but I kind of appreciate the SOCON. A lot of these games, outside of Western Carolina, a lot of these games are, are very Big 10 Westy. they uh, the they're, they're a little
1: bit similar. The way that they're,
0: they're built. Um, we'll see what happens, though. I, I really think that, that Furman has a big edge. Montana versus Delaware. I mean, obviously, Delaware is going to win this football game. I don't even think that...
1: Montana, all right, much of a chance. Yep. I mean, I'm, obviously, I, Montana
0: fans, I'm joking. Totally I am joking. I am joking. Shut that up. Guidelines, um, 77 <laughs> Montana versus Delaware. Plain and simple, Delaware played way too sloppy last week for me to have any confidence in them. And, and it's exciting that Delaware's moving up to, to CUSA. And I think that that's a distraction to have announced that right now, right before you play the biggest game of the season against one of the the hottest teams in in FCS football, most physical teams in FCS football, that is just going to beat the shit out of you for four quarters. We know what they do defensively. They got a bunch of corked up dudes that are just coming downhill, smacking the hell out of you. I don't know, dude. I really don't find a way that Delaware doesn't have multiple fumbles and interceptions like they had last week. Where am I supposed to inspire confidence? Where am I supposed to get any confidence in in this Delaware
1: team? When I know that they're going to get hit hard for four quarters. Now they have some good playmakers on offense. Delaware does. Uh, but you touched on the main catalyst for this game and why it's going to go the way that it does. Why would you give another team a chance to send you home packing in your last FCS game? Like, why would you give them a chance to do that in the playoffs? That's that's poor timing. Mm. It's a, you could agree to it. It doesn't yeah. have to get announced yet. You could even, you, you don't, I, this is the make The end game shit a,
0: talking is going to be ridiculous, by the way. Th-
1: there's, it's going to be absurd. That line of scrimmage shit talking. And, oh no, God. God. and that's like the lightest is going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all think, y'all think you, you guys
0: think you're good enough for. You thought, for, you thought it was for a for sweet FPS? year.
1: You thought, you thought it's, it's going to be sweeter there. Nah, you, you can get the work on any level. It, it, it's, it's, there's too much. There's too much head game going on with Delaware right now. Uh, Why would you do that? It's a it's stupid ter- decision. It was so stupid. It's a stupid decision by administration dunderheads that don't understand what they're setting their the players out there for. You ever go to you? Sometimes you had to tell your parents you didn't want to wear the shirt because you knew the reception when you went to school, right? You know no, what? A lot. Yeah. You, you know the reception. It's your folks. So you wear it, and then it happens, and you're like, "You go home. You're like, you are you cry. What happened? What happened? Why are you said it happened? It was the shirt. I told you it was the shirt. That's the post game in the, at, at, for the Delaware locker room. Why would you say something about us? That's all they would talk about. That's all they would talk. Enjoy CUSA, you bums. Enjoy not getting a ring, Anything. E- everything is on the table." It's a dumb decision to announce that before this.
0: How did wait 2022? Wait, one second. Oh, here we go. FCS playoff. Break sure. it. How did? Because my memory's horrible. Didn't Kennesaw make it last year? Yeah. Wait. 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 Or did they not? Am I? Am I speaking? I don't. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm speaking incorrectly. Never mind. I was try. I was gonna say that. Like, I was curious to see how Kennesaw performed. It was the year prior. All right, Jamie. That they made All right. it then. Yep,
1: Jamie. Yeah, we figured it out on our own before you. Yeah. Thank, before th- thanks for messaging just, us, Jamie. Before uh, it happens, yeah. you know he's not even gonna get to the exclamation. He's paused the pod right when you asked about Kennesaw. Sent the message over, and then he's like, "Oh, I just heard you guys."
0: I was going to say, how many Montana fans do you think immediately paused this? Like, new, not original they Montana have- show listeners. How many newcomer Montana fans paused as I was crapping, jokingly crapping on them and then rushed to the comments? How many do you think we got?
1: They're just... Do you think we got any? Dude, it's been... I can't i can't do it with these people anymore joe every week that they win they go back to my poll from october they really from october it's still Did they say hard. that during the bye week dude. too did they come dude delaware moved on it was oh he's probably gonna pick delaware to stomp him out i'm like listen to the show please wait did that actually happen if there are Mon- yes if there are montana fans that listen and you see me and you see your fellow grizz twitter people G- point them to the direction of the show. Okay. And then maybe we could get some more clarity and everyone's on the same page. And I stopped getting yelled at for ranking them appropriately in October. I mean, it, it, it all, it all evens out, but it, it doesn't seem like I was going to say it's just
0: some folks just need to stop taking things so, so seriously, so seriously. Like, God, relax. All right, at Joe DiLeo and at Sanderson Radio, folks, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you are tuning in. We will be back with more after the games on Sunday or Monday morning. Enjoy the rest of your weekend,
1: folks. Thank you for listening to Believe.